1: this is for fox sake hello and welcome to episode 63 of the fox sake podcast my name is Pete Selby and I am at the King Power Stadium and you can hear in the background around about 3,000 civil fans there's roughly about half an hour before kickoff and uh, as you'll be aware when you're listening to this podcast then after the match there's plenty of flags around the king power blue on either side of the pitch, and there's whites behind the goals robbed somewhere is in the stand somewhere over to my left hand side I believe so this is an introduction to the podcast before Leicester take on Seville in the second leg of the round of 16 of the Champions League an amazing scene at the King Power so come on Leicester we'll find out what happens and uh, I'll bring you the thoughts at half time and uh, well I just can't wait so half time at the King Power Stadium and it's Leicester 1 Seville nil. unbelievable Leicester, who actually have had more possession than Seville. 59 to 41, as it says on the big scoreboard. But uh, Leicester going in front through that goal from Wes Morgan. Did it come off his thigh? It looked like it from the far post after the free kick by Mares. But what a first half! Seville been very disappointing, which is great. And Leicester right up for it, as we thought they would be and hoped so as well. And uh, Vardy up top chasing everything down, performing miracles up there on his own. Okazaki just dropping back into midfield like we thought he would, winning free kicks like we hoped he will and Leicester making the most of them, but really the starter first half for me has to be Christian Fuchs at left back. He's getting forward like I've never seen him before. Well, actually, the last time I've seen him get forward before was Hull, where he scored the goal. It is rampaging across between Messi and his steamroller at points in that first half. One run where he managed just by looking around and thinking, there's no pass on, I'm just going to try it myself, pushing players out of the way bungling them out of the way also knocking the ball through people's legs and his shot was just blocked at the near post amazing performance also he's very composed back in his own half as well in the penalty area when he's had uh, the ball towards the goalkeeper Schmeichel but instead of just passing it back to Schmeichel quickly inside his own box a, a little layoff across the six yard box as you do in the quarter finals uh, or in the last uh, 16 of the Champions League just lay it across to Wes Morgan to hoof clear that's what you want so Leicester absolutely fantastic first half long may it continue but the one thing I want to say is the noise in the ground is absolutely fantastic I would say I've never heard anything like this but of course the end of last season against Everton the noise was incredible and especially the games leading up to that actually when we needed to win to then win the league but pre-game the build-up was unbelievable I was a jabbering mess before the game talking on here but uh, the noise when uh, the teams came out the roar after the Champions League music went there was a huge Tifo as you've seen on TV or in the ground huge Tifo behind the goal at the cop end um Let's slip the dogs of war. now I'm not the greatest with the uh, Shakespearean quotes, but uh, I'm going to claim that that's one and uh, a fantastic display at the other end of the field at the family end. it was the usual fearless foxes, etc with the, the foxes' eyes lowered from the ceiling. The, the display with the flags, the noise, just a really, really special, special evening so far and that's with before the game started. And the first half, an absolute dream. If you asked me before the game, and I think we mentioned it on episode 62, um, we mentioned the fact that uh, would we take 0-0, after 60 minutes and the answer was yes of course because a 1-0 would be good enough now Leicester have a really nervy final 45 minutes they really dropped back after they scored the goal because Seville had a lot of ball they didn't do an awful lot with it to be fair Uh, strange actually for a Spanish team because uh, my thought of the first half is that they're not afraid actually to get it out wide and then whip that ball in to the centre their final ball has not been good enough which is great and uh, well same again please Leicester oh my word if Leicester get through to the quarter finals of the Champions League well, I'm not entirely sure what the City of Leicester will do. I can only sit here with my fingers and my legs crossed. Everything crossed for the second half. Same again, please. Absolutely amazing scenes at the King Power. Leicester 2-0 against Seville. with through to the quarter-finals. This is Pete Selby for Fox sake, in the commentary position alongside Alex Kutker and Tom Haslam. The Leicester players are still on the field. The Sevilla players have gone over to their fans as well, they've been magnificent, I have to say their fans and Seville threw everything at Leicester. There's all sorts of people on the outfield, if you're watching the pictures at home, hopefully you've got some of the atmosphere at the King Power, it's been absolutely amazing. We were just going through some of the players on commentary uh, about how well they played and I think we've given the man of the match overall to Christian Fuchs. What an amazing performance by Fuchs fruits today was absolutely incredible the whole team gave absolutely everything that they could every last drop of energy I've never seen a team put their body on the line a lovely touch I'd just like to point out that I've just seen on the big screen where N'Golo Kante is in the crowd smiling and cheering as the Leicester boys have come off and that's a brilliant touch on him as well yes fantastic N'Golo Kante here at the King Power along with 32,000 others around about 28 of them are absolutely delirious we've got another European night at the King Power Tom how about that another night like this would be alright wouldn't it well just
0: a bit wouldn't it just a bit special tonight it's one of the most amazing sporting sporting not just football atmospheres I've ever been a part of tonight absolutely sensational stuff and Leicester absolutely full worthy of the the victory and who, who do
1: they get next round is it Barcelona Real Madrid do you care this is the thing do we really care I don't know I mean actually I'd quite like a a, a trip to Munich this is the thing we can now dream we've got Barcelona you've got Real Madrid I don't know what the other game could be like uh, between Juventus and uh, is it Porto in the other game who cares but we could be going to Juventus We we could be going all the way through Europe and again I will repeat, the standard of football in the Champions League is absolutely unbelievable. And Leicester are in the quarterfinals, as you all know, uh, obviously listening to the podcast. So, well, that's it from the King Power. I'm going to head over now to for Fox HQ and uh, we'll be uploading the podcast in good time. You can hear in the background, well, listen to this. the European dream continues. As Claudio said, keep dreaming. And uh, <laughs> I know he's no longer with us in terms of being a manager at the club, but uh, the Dilly Ding Dilly Dong chant was sung around the King Power. And I'm pretty sure when we go abroad again, there'll be still Claudio chant sung. But all the credit to Craig Shakespeare, his first game in charge of Leicester as a manager full-time until the end of the season. And what a game to <laughs> to be his first game in charge at one point in the second half with about 10 minutes to go when it got really end to end I did watch Shakespeare for a good 20-30 seconds and he was just prowling the touchline and he, he had the air of a man just looking around going this is fantastic he wasn't going berserk he was very measured but when, measured. But when it actually came to making a decision he was decisive he passed on instructions when uh, Daniel R. Marty came on a message was sent around the players and it was passed on like Chinese whispers and well We've got a game on Saturday against West Ham. I'm not entirely sure uh, what the approach will be to that. Obviously, we still need to uh, get the points in the Premier League after Hull winning at the weekend. But uh, I'll stop rambling on now. From the King Power, and I'll pass over to well, pass over to myself and to Rob. What Rob thought thinks about this game because he was obviously here as a spectator. God knows what well, we'll find out in the next few seconds. So, from me at the King Power Stadium, from Pete, I will now pass over to myself and to Rob in for Fox 8 HQ.
0: Right, so in case you couldn't decipher that from Pete Selby's excitement, Leicester City are in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. It's one of them things that if you say it
1: out loud enough times, it doesn't sound very true. No, and a lot of people will be saying this and a lot of people will be, honestly, not getting sick of tired of hearing it, but we are in that last eight. We deserve to be. And we yes, we're enjoying it, but we are there on merit. Absolute merit. There's no fluke to this. Oh, we've not got lucky, no. no. No, there's no fluke to this. People will say that we got an easy draw. We got it because we deserved it, because we won the league. But we are now here on merit, and we're not just here for a good time. Let's go further. Yes, OK, we're going to be playing against the big boys, and we'll come on to that in a bit, but... um. We are legitimately in the last eight of the biggest club competition in world football. Was that the best night of your life supporting Leicester City? Um, I would say it's one of the best games. It's certainly the best atmosphere uh, with tension. Although, uh, and I say tension, but throughout the game, i tell you, tell you what my thoughts were throughout the game. I was trying to remember these minutes. So when we scored the goal, I was like, right, um, Just remember this, because they could come back and win 3-1, game over, job done. But just remember that at this current time. And you remembered it by putting your headphones and leaving them in one position. What a ridiculous tweet that was. Well, no, yeah, it was. But uh, (laughs) I I decided that uh, once I got to a certain point, I looked at the headphones and I went, hang on, I can't move them because if I do, then they might score. I already had a a panic attack on the way to the game because I got onto the M1 and I realised I've not got my flat cap. Oh the famous flat cap. me! The famous commentary. How, flat cap. how have we done it? Well, I did, don't. Did I you don't turn know. around and go back? No, and so I, we
0: won without you wearing your flat cap. Yeah, and also, wow. I, mean,
1: I mean, this is the thing I said on the, on, on the Twitter, it Says um, I am <laughs> I'm 33 years old, and I, this is how I act at the football. So I've not got the the flat cap. Okay, so that's a bad point. The the scarf, which cursed us on its first appearance around just after Christmas, actually, which did um, redeem itself against West Ham. I had that with me, but didn't wear it. Um, so basically, it, all the pointers, not nothing to do with like team or form or players. All the pointers, flat caps and scarves. We're looking. We were looking stone on the barrel of the gun. We were. That's the, we weren't going to win. Well, wow. if I forgot them, and so I looked at the headphones and I went, "Well, I can't move them because if I do, then we're obviously going to concede." But my thoughts throughout the game were, "We are winning this. We're winning this one nil. We're going through. Just remember these minutes because they can go and score three goals, and then it's game over." But just remember, at this time, we could be going forward into the next stage. We scored the second goal, and. What a goal! By the way, what a goal! Such but, a great but, finish. But, but the the feeling of 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 nervousness wasn't as much as last season. I would definitely, honestly, it wasn't as much as last season when we were winning what, games at that, that point.
0: When we were two 0 up, when you're thinking we've got another massive step in the in the last eight here, you weren't nervous
1: at that point. Oh no, I'm not saying I wasn't nervous at all. Well, you weren't as nervous as last season. I'm I'm saying I wasn't as nervous. And when we were winning, say by one goal at home last season, when we needed needed obviously the points to win the league. Um because uh, maybe it's because it was a one-off game, but I was really nervous, and I. But I wasn't compared to them. I kind of enjoyed it. I think one part of it was because they didn't test the goalkeeper in the second half. They didn't like ping shots from everywhere, apart from the one that hit the underside of the bar. But Wait, what I'm saying, like Schmeichel, which was some, which some, effort, by some way. effort, yeah. Which we'll we'll come onto the game in a bit more detail. But do you know what I mean, Schmeichel? Yes, he he, he was brilliant. But if you count the amount of actual shots and saves he made, in the second half, this is what I'm saying, there wasn't an awful yeah. lot, which, which speaks volume for the way we played our defence. The onslaught didn't come, did it? No, yeah. they had loads of possession. And, and I, I went I went away from the game saying, thinking to myself, obviously they're a very good team, but they played like a poor man's arsenal. yeah. Do you know what I mean? All the possession, no end product at all. We kept on saying on commentary throughout the game, their their final ball is terrible. In fact, for the first time actually when they got Leicester to actually uh, push up out of the penalty area, which a lot of the crowd was saying, push up, push up. And Leicester would not, and for one reason alone, because in the second half when they did, it meant that they had space to play the ball in behind, a yep. lovely three ball, which led to the penalty. For the first time, we actually did that, and we got caught out.
0: Yeah, Morgan and Huth aren't renowned for their pace, so leaving space in behind is not a very wise Not move. at all. It might, it might be horrible to watch. You're sitting there, you're screaming, get out, get out. When the ball went into the severe half, we barely got out. We didn't... That's get let we, any player out of our own half. But exactly. You, you're on the cusp of a Champions League quarter final. You can't start getting everybody out towards halfway and pressing high.
1: No, exactly. And then from then on, as soon as the penalty was saved, it, you know, I, I really just thought we were going to do this. But uh, and, and that was from my position, and you can hear on my my uh, ramblings of a madman earlier that we heard. Um, it was just insane. But the one thing I'll say is that. I've never heard an atmosphere like that. So it's it, unbelievable. The game against Everton, last game of the season, was a celebratory atmosphere. It was a carnival. This was... Um, the, it was white hot in there. It was... The flags beforehand, the build-up, the noise when the teams came out. After the Champions League song had finished, the roar then was bigger than what it was for the Porto game, which I think was the biggest roar for the three group stages at home, um, because it was the biggest game against uh, the best team. And... Throughout the game, my position in the west stand in the in the commentary box in the press area um, to our left hand side. So you are talking the family stand west stand corner, probably the most harmless corner in the King Power Stadium. They were starting their own chants up. That's they, crazy. They were singing songs. That's unheard and, of. And it was loud, and it you could you could hear the accent. Put it that way when they were shouting for Leicester, you could hear the accent. So it really meant something because that's what when the accent comes out when you're passionate and when you start shouting. Oh, of course it does. And, um, and I turned to my left. I was off comment at the time. And I turned to my left and there was quite a few Seville fans to our left-hand side. And I think I it saw was, them. Yes, I, we're thinking they were family um, or friends of family. Um, it must
0: be. They must have to
1: have some VIP sections for Sevilla. Yeah, and, and to be honest, um, they were they were really good because they were in early, and there were some Leicester fans. And I mentioned it on Twitter that uh, they, for some reason, well, not for some reason, but they had Real Betis scarves who were their local rivals, yeah. and they were waving at them. That's naughty. Well, it was way before the game. you are talking an hour before kickoff, and there was a lot of shouting and whistles. But also, they went over, and it was shaking hands. I saw a lot of shaking hands. I saw people swapping shirts. Mm. Um, they were very. I thought they were very good, the Seville fans, and at the end as well. Imagine the disappointment if you're a Seville fan coming over to the game and witnessing the display and 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 what happened. But I thought I thought they took it very well.
0: Yeah, I was out and about in Leicester in, during the the afternoon and in and around the fan park and and in the High Cross public house, treating myself to a, a fizzy beverage or two. And there was loads of Seville fans in there. I, I put a, a video up of them of them singing, but it wasn't singing in a in a, an angry or a violent way, they were just enjoying themselves. There it was, was a mixed. Yeah, there was probably, it was probably yeah. 75%, like three quarters severe fans in there at that time, mainly because most Leicester fans were still at work and they were here on holiday. But yeah, everyone was wanting to take pictures with us, borrow us scarves. One woman wanted to wear my Leicester shirt for a, a picture, but I had nothing on underneath,
1: so I didn't think I'd uh, treat the uh, treat the publicans to that. No, I mean, end of the day, if you were to give her the shirt, she'd she'd have fainted, she'd have screamed and, and ran off probably not, well, yeah, well... In in horror? Yeah,
0: yeah, not not in... uh, Oh, no, no, no. Not in admiration of my athletic body. In
1: in, in horror and disgust. You would have caused a diplomatic incident. I would, yeah. The atmosphere at the game might not have been quite so good. No, you would have ruined the whole day.
0: But no, the the, the fan park, the sun was shining on the fan park, there was music playing, a big screen, Leicester fans and Sevilla fans all just having a a drink and a good time together. Um, And I was speaking to a few Leicester fans Around the city, and they said that the Copenhagen fans said that Leicester was their favourite away day that they've ever had. Really? But yeah, because well, that's great. Yeah, it's great to hear. It because, was a nice day as well. What? Which when Copenhagen came? No, no, no. Oh, when Sevilla came. Weather? What? Yesterday? Weather-wise? Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely. <clears throat> but the the Copenhagen fans said that, that that Leicester was one of their favourite away days because you get more in Leicester because we were there celebrating it just as much as they were um, in terms of the fact that it's an away it's a Champions League game. If you go somewhere like Man City, Arsenal, uh, Chelsea, they get Champions League games all the time, so it's just another game for them. Same old, whereas, same old. Whereas the whole city came alive for the three group games that were that were at home and uh, this this last 16 game as well, and the atmosphere was so good.
1: And, and again, that's something to look forward to for the next round. Again, you're going to have plenty of fans coming over, probably more fans <clears throat> from the clubs and the teams that are left into. Uh, you can hear my voice, it's nearly gone. But... Um, Left in the tournament, which we'll discuss in a bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was in the um, the 1884 bar at the ground, the Heineken nightclub. Not the Heineken nightclub, no. The Heine, but I um a friend of mine was in the Heineken nightclub. He was in one of the boxes. Straight, um He messaged. He, he listens as well. He listens. So um he says um he wanted to know whether he could wear trainers in one of the hospitality boxes. But he is a season ticket holder. But he got a a, a pass in a, at one of the boxes for the game. So um and apparently he's woke up with a Heineken hangover. So uh, I presume he's gone into the uh, the Heineken nightclub. And if you don't know about the Heineken nightclub, then go back for a few episodes. I can't remember which episode. In particular, but I took a wrong turn as I'm trying to find my way through the King Power, and um, I do have a a well-known Selby shortcut through the King Power, which works a treat, and it worked a treat and yesterday. Th- unless they turn the light off in the Heineken Nightclub. But the problem was I went down the wrong staircase once, and again, it's a few few episodes ago, and I took a wrong turn in, and there was the Heineken Nightclub going off during the game, during one of the Champions League group stages, and it it was re- remarkable, pitch black. Um, lights going off, full music, people dancing during the game. But anyway, get out and watch the football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was saying? Oh yeah, I was in the 1884 bar because um, the press room was only for like the cameras and stuff. So all the free food. I mean, this is this is really kind of like. But all the free food and everything um, was in in there. So all the supporters who wanted to go to the 1884 bar. This is what I I turned around. I went up the steps and I walked in. And of course, there's no one there, apart from usual kind of press people. You've got your Henry Winters and all these sort of people, the press guys. And um, and also, this guy who sat down on the table opposite. I looked at him I was like, I know you, but I don't know who you are. And it took until Jerry Taggart walked past. He goes, oh, Yang Arga Fjortov. And I went, that's him. You know, who? Yang Arga Fjortov from the 90s. Wow. Yeah. But he's still got long hair. That's what gave it away. But anyway, um, and I sat there and I went, the only thing I could think of the whole time was, what about the hundreds of fans who go there every game, who now can't go to their usual place, the 1884 bar, and these people were trying to get in, but, could, but there was people on the door saying, no, you can't. Um, it's for the press guys to get fed for free. And I sat there the whole time going, this is ridiculous. They didn't word it like that, surely. No, but I sat there going, well, hang on, the people who are here in this room go most games or quite a few games. A lot of them are local press. You know, you we, we, we recognise the people when we say hello to them and that. A, a, a little room around the corner would be fine. Not the, not take over the whole bloody bar. It was a bit over the top, I thought, and I felt sorry for the fans who were being turned away for the biggest game of in the club's history. But anyway, um, but from that position, you could see all the fans from Seville coming down Filbert Way, and they were singing and chanting. They all came in one or two kind of like. ...big groups of a good thousand each. And there were city fans on the side on the path... um, ...taking photos and also... ...you could see people swapping shirts... ...and swapping scarves... ...and just taking group photos... ...milling around outside the ground... Fantastic atmosphere. Didn't see one problem. I've not heard of anything. No, me neither. But I, I will. Uh, so one thing I just saw on Twitter, actually. Uh, for those of you out there, if you don't, if you weren't at the ground, you might not know. But for those of you who were and you haven't heard anything, uh, there was a supporter taken away on a I stretcher saw that in front of the East Stand. In front yeah. of the East Stand, in a very rushed manner, taken away on a stretcher. And I've read a tweet on my way in from uh, it was tweeted by Ian Stringer from Radio Leicester saying he's been told to tweet out that the person is okay uh, apparently woke up in hospital saying what was the score of course. And, all, and all that sort of thing so the correct question as I walked in that's, that as we speak is the situation That's good. To hear, so it's me? very good to hear because it looks there are there a lot of medical personnel there, surrounding yeah. that place. and it, it, yeah. looked, it was a real emergency but mm. uh, and that happened during the game so thankfully that's good news at the moment so uh, get well soon uh, to the City fan there but um, So yeah, for me, it was one of the best games I've ever seen, possibly the best, the biggest game, the atmosphere was the best, the whole build-up, the the way that the, obviously because of the change everything, because the the advertising hoardings are a lot narrower, and there were plenty of individual booths for, for press from around the world, by the side of the pitch, loads of lights, the amount of photographers that came on the field, it was like... You know how a, how a lower league team does well in the FA Cup, yeah, and yeah. all you can see is the flashbulbs when the uh, the manager bursts into tears when they get through to the second round. It was kind of like that, but on a much bigger scale. Some of the photos are fantastic.
0: Of, I've of not quite seen and Shakespeare any. celebrating Fuchs sunk to his knees, kind of looking up into the middle distance. He loves he loves a social media post anyway, but he he managed to get snap doing that. Just the the sheer joy on the players' faces, and it 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 was. I think it's more because they've worked so hard for it. Like, obviously, it feels amazing to be in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, but if you do it solely on the hard work that Leicester have put
1: in, it must feel even better. Oh, yes. Um, but that's that's from my point of view. What about you? Because you were in the stand. Now, you were yes. in the Because you, you brought Mrs. Rob Hayes... Okay, she's not the she's not Mrs. Rob Hayes. So Mrs. Rob Hayes went with you, um, for her first game, her first ever Leicester game, yeah, right. And so obviously a lucky charm. Well, I've told her that she has to come to the quarterfinals now, but so, she's on holiday. So oh, right. So she she wasn't disgusted by the language and the actions. Oh, she, she got properly into it. Don't you? You worry. weren't you weren't standing there with your arms out like going yeah, 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 all this sort of I thing. I did once, I think. You did once. Yeah,
0: and oh. she looked she looked at me and as if to say, "Is that really you?" And then joined in. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, as we discussed on the last pod- podcast, I've not been to a home game as a supporter. Obviously, I'm always a supporter, but but solely as a supporter since we lost to Shrewsbury in the League Cup a few years ago, uh, and the last game I went to as a supporter if of, of any kind of Leicester game was the friendly against Barcelona in Stockholm in the summer. So it was um it was kind of relearning what it felt like to. To be able to do stuff before the match, like go to the pub with a few, uh, few of the lads from the Sunday League team, like mill around in the stadium, in the concourses, sit in the seat, soak up the atmosphere, wave him a flag, sing along with everybody else. Had to remember some of the songs. It's been that long, <laughs> um, but it all came back to me, right? I used to have a season ticket before we did the, um, before we started doing the audio description commentary down there, um, and it just brought everything back to me, but. At least ten times as good, because the atmosphere there was better than anything I've ever experienced.
1: I've never heard a crowd like it. We mentioned you know, the fact that parts of the the ground were singing. I always remember in the '90s when um, you knew it was a really big game and you knew that the crowd were really getting behind them. When the Carling Stand used to start singing, because yeah. I I always had a season ticket in SK One. So I was standing with the boot boys behind the goal, and obviously all the noise came from our end of the ground. You know the double decker, especially our side. And when the carling stand either went up because of a, I always remember when uh, Neil Lennon got kicked in the face by Alan Shearer, the whole whole carling stand went absolutely berserk. Now of course where we were we couldn't quite see what happened. So we're all turning around going, something has happened. If, they, but if they're reacting. If, if they've gone like that, if they have lost the plot in the Carlin, then something really has happened. And of course, we all know what happened. And and the cover-up by the FA, because he was England captain, ninety eight, France 98 was on the... Oh, anyway, oh we'll just, let it go, Let Sans. it go, yeah. Let it, this is the um, Champions League episode. Exactly, Champions League man. But um, yeah, so when they started singing, the, the Carlin, we knew that the whole, you know, it really meant something, and it was a really big game. And it was kind of like that. It it was just, again, I've said it a few times, foot perfect. The whole club, the build-up, the way that the club has embraced. You mentioned the fan park, the city has embraced. I mentioned it on the radio. It was brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Now, the game in itself, obviously, were 2-1 down from the first leg. Um, remarkably 2-1 down. Somehow Somehow, still in the game. But we came out and we played the same way as we've played against Liverpool and against Hull. Yeah, exactly. Same team. We said that. exactly. We said the same team and the same
0: tactics as well. Same tactics. And Shakespeare said afterwards that they had a game plan. First 15 minutes, make life difficult, get up in their faces, make sure that they know that we want it
1: more than them and we did exactly that that's right there were a lot of players on that field who was in the first game um, for Seville who just absolutely f- either froze or wilted in the atmosphere and under the pressure that Leicester put on them um, I mean they did have that shot in the early minutes where Schmeichel a real good save at his near post oh, a yeah, strong strong save. palm yeah. Um and if that goes in, obviously it's a completely different game. But uh, Leicester grew into that first half, and we deservedly got the goal. I thought a uh, yeah, obviously a, um, a hint of good luck. It came up his thigh or Who cares? his knee. Who cares? I mean, where's that- Morgan scored in the Champions League? off his knee to go through to the last eight. It it works, doesn't it? It really works. I mean, for him to score, if he scored a volley, it wouldn't have been as good, really. (laughs) It hasn't come off his knee. Had had to be a bundle in at the back post. Yes, but it was a good delivery by Mahrez. I thought, actually, um, that he was going to square it to uh, Christian Fuchs. I kept him pointing out on commentary. Look at Fuchs. He's about 30 yards out. It just looked for the world. They tried that a bit later on, didn't they? Yeah, Drinkwater was just going to roll it to to Fuchs. Um, But we go in. One goal up. Now, the referee, um, who I've had a, a few comments about the referee after the game. Um, now, you have to remember, this is a obviously a European tie. Everything's on the line. Everyone's trying to win free kicks, penalties. There's, there's so many decisions the referee had to make. I think, personally, overall, he had a half-decent game. I think so, yeah. Because the first few challenges in the game, he let them go. Right, and I'm thinking, hang on, this guy who's well known to be card happy, um, he he's interpreting the rules in a more English style. So my my worry was, you've got to keep this up though, because yeah. if you're letting a few shoulder barges go now, you've got to carry it on yeah. for the rest of the w- game. There were
0: some forceful challenges in the first half that yeah. he that he waved away, didn't even give a free kick for. It was just like no, and like you said, he set his stall out for for it to be a good
1: physical contest isn't it exactly and there are many occasions that uh, an entire stand will go up and disagree with the decision yeah that happens well, in every game because he's not going to give everything you ever think
0: from the stand is the right decision completely right and, um, and and if you if your Leicester player goes down in a 50-50 and he doesn't give it the Leicester fans are outraged if a severe f- uh, player goes down in a 50-50 then the Leicester fans would be outraged if a free kick was given exactly that's how football fans are that's just how it
1: works and I th- I thought he got the uh, the red card incident absolutely bang on Two players, and they both slightly lent in on on each other, and then obviously Vardy reacted, which, to be perfectly honest, doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Which is, I, I've disagreed with a, a few people's comments saying Vardy bought the sending off. Not at all. I don't think his reaction meant anything because I
0: thought for one second he was going to
1: fall over and start rolling uh, around and holding his face yes if he'd have done that that would have been poor then you wouldn't have much of a leg to stand about his reaction I I I think that basically they they square up to each other they put their heads together and I think even if Varley didn't pull away he might have even turned around and given both a yellow card he did pull away said look you know this has happened almost to be fair it's very clever by Varley because he's turned around and gone look this has happened. The obvious thing is to give us both a yellow card, but we know he's on. A, he's already on one. So there we go. Yellow card for you. Yellow card for you. Just so happens, Nazri, you've been booked. Already you are off the field. And then he lost his mind. He did, didn't
0: he? There was a lot of argy-bargy, shirt-grappling. It took um, the severe players of an age to get Nasri to leave the fi- leave the field of play, didn't it? Slomani was involved. I think Marez was in there as well, just saying, oh, look, Clear off. He's off, well, off well known you. as
1: being a bit of a case, isn't yeah. he? Yeah.
0: He didn't have really much of an impact on the game either, did he? I don't think. No. Uh, he, he was involved in little passages of play for Sevilla, but they never they never really got going, so he didn't. But most of the people in the... I was in the sort of southeast corner, just about 20 rows or so in front of the Uni, Union FS group. Um, we couldn't see from there what had happened. Really? All, all, yeah, no, all of a sudden the game had stopped... Uh, and there was a couple of yellows going up, and then a red, and we all started cheering because obviously we knew it was a severe player that had been sent off, but we didn't know who'd been sent off for a short while or why. So it was straight onto onto social media to try and see what had happened because from that corner we couldn't quite see. But when you yeah when you watch it back, um, it's a little bit soft. But you just can't do it. It's in the rules of the game. It doesn't say how hard you have to lean your head in. You just have to lean your
1: head in and that's it. He, lo- he lost his call because he was frustrated because Leicester had frustrated Sevilla. Exactly. They made a couple of changes at half-time. They changed the entire right side of the field, basically. Um, and I thought they num- their Ferreira, the number three who came on, who's obviously a, a de- defender by nature because of the number on his shirt, a number three. But uh, he is actually a a, you know, a, a back generally. But uh, good player he so, yeah, is. Mean, yeah, you know if we want well, we to try and some, sign a player, they've got some quality. They players. have. I mean, Stephen and Zonzi. What what a great! I mean, it's a shame we couldn't sign him. But um, what what yeah, a hey, really good. Don't player. need Zonzi. Got What well, exactly? But you know, them two together in midfield. But uh, no one they, would get. They would be
0: an absolute battering ram, wouldn't they?
1: Imagine that. Imagine that. But um, yeah. And then obviously we got the second goal. Um we tried it actually a second time after the first goal, after the second goal, 'cause um Christian Fuchs, good long throw, took their defence by surprise. Okazaki controlling his chest, turn, got the shot off, it came to Mares, blocked all Brighton, goal. Um their defence
0: such a composed finish. Composed that finish.
1: Is. But um and again you could see how much it meant the, the reaction to both goals. And they're scoring on the biggest stage of all. and He scored our first ever Champions League goal, didn't he? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, Albright, in a way, scored two of the most important goals or famous goals in Leicester's history. So we're 2-0 up. And then the referee, who I mentioned I thought was, was OK, he made one error for me, big error. I don't think it's a penalty at all. Um, and I might be completely in a minority here. But for me... Um, we mentioned the fact that it was the first time Leicester got pulled towards the halfway line. Good through ball. And for me, the player gets his shot off completely okay. The goalkeeper's come out, spread himself. He's dinked the ball over the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's then obviously naturally taken the player out because of his momentum. The ball's going towards the net. Huth comes across, clears the ball, corner. It's a corner. I was looking over to the corner waiting for it to be taken. I, I don't know why the referee's given the penalty because the player has... Chipped it over the goalkeeper, and if you watch the footage after, after he's chipped it over the goalkeeper, he's already half going down anyway. Yes, and and so he's got Before his shot tiny contact has happened. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't see why it's a penalty. That for no, I can't see at all. And he wasn't go around the keeper and pick the ball up and then knock it in the no, net. It's not like he's chipped it past Michael to to do a give and go with himself, is it? No, exactly. So is it a little bit of even things up, which referees do like to do? Yeah, it could, and, could well be. And, and when I mean they do like to do. Human nature, yeah, it's a natural thing.
0: He, he, I think he'd lost a bit of the control that he had in the first half. He set his stall out how he wanted to ref it in the first half, and that was great. Second half, he he lost a little bit of control. He was reacting, I think, a little bit to to calls, maybe from players or the atmosphere or the occasion or whatever. He got you frantic. Said he was renowned to be card happy. Yeah, all of a
1: sudden, yellows were waving everywhere. The severe manager was sent to the stands. Um, but it's a way—it's a way to calm things down. But it, it got frantic; the game got uh, a bit stretched. Again, a fantastic match, yeah. um, and 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 we hung on. A fantastic save from the penalty, which was poor. But um, I think any penalty save is good sometimes, almost because when he took the penalty, Schmeichel's—he's oh, diving the right way, and he's going right. I I can control it. He almost dived over it. Yeah. He almost then tried to bring it into his chest. And in the end, he just kind of went, get rid, get rid. <laughs> get it away get from it, the game. squirms through, it looks horrendous, doesn't it? Speaking of squirming through, that's uh, a Vardy, Vardy header, which the goalkeeper oh, yeah. somehow nearly just palmed it into it his own neck. It straight net, at but, him, wasn't it? Uh, that, if that went in, it would have obviously capped it off and it would have been less nerve-wracking. Michael's um, the first
0: keeper ever to save t- a penalty in each of the two legs of a Champions League knockout game.
1: I there think. you go. Yeah, pretty, he's pretty sure I read that. To be honest, if we go through the players or, or, or the, the sections of the team, I thought Schmeichel, I don't blame him for the penalty at all. Save the penalty, immaculate handling, fantastic kicking. Commanding from a few balls into the box he's as been, well. He's been awesome for, for he's been awesome since, you know, since hadn't really. But he, he was man of the match in
0: the first leg and he was very, very much up there for man of the match in the second leg as well, I in think.
1: In Europe, he's been exceptional. I think for the last couple of years, he's been very, very good indeed. Um I've mentioned before that he's cut out, uh, the, the, the weak points of his game are now strong points. He's handling from crosses. Super, he's turning into... Really is one of the top three or four goalkeepers in the Premier League. I think so. Yeah, but, and is he, he is world class. Oh yes, he 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 was fantastic. The defence was exceptional. The way that Morgan and Hooth i mean, okay—we're playing to their strengths here right, by by. Um, by headers, but uh, Seville surprised me by getting the ball wide and actually crossing the ball into the box. You know, they're not the smallest team in the world, but it's a strange tactic to play against Leicester, and we're quite happy for them to swing the ball in. But who's uh, and Morgan all lap that up all day long. But again, they played; they were exceptional. I Thought Simpson was solid at right back. My man of the match by could well, not country my but by a distance. I thought Christian Fuchs yep. was extraordinary. He contributed in
0: every single way, didn't he? He made some last-ditch challenges, some big headers, a lot of good interplay
1: down the left-hand side. His long throws caused problems. Everything about his game was spot-on. Somehow he's... Well, not somehow. Obviously, by having maybe the shackles taken off or by him being told to do by Shakespeare, but he's getting forward now when necessary. And in the in the first half especially... He's actually a very good footballer. Yeah, he can see he's, a he's got a lot of quality. You can see a pass. He can interchange with the likes of Drinkwater and Albrighton in them little triangles to make a space to whip the ball in, um, with his left foot from the left hand side. As we know, he's got a decent left peg. Um, I mean, and there was one one play in that first half where it got to the point where he didn't have anyone to pass to, and he decided to have a. Uh, I, 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 I on commentary, well, in the bit after the conference, you're not joining it, saying that it was a cross between Lionel Messi and a steamroller, because he went past one player by a little bit of skill, and then he just kind of barged past another, and then the next player came across, and he had a little drag back, went past him, and then the next player just kind of put the ball through his legs, and just went straight over him. So it was a cross between the two. It was great. It was strong. It was a steamroller. It was Lionel Messi. And then he realised he's gone past three players. And he's going to have to do something else with the ball now. And he, he just kind of toe plonked it towards the goal. And it didn't work out. But the, the guy was on fire. He was composed in defence. I. He was extraordinary. And, and like I said, late on, some big headers. I think he moved across slightly. Albrighton kind of filled in on that left-hand side. And uh, he dropped... Into make a, almost another defender, mm. um, which is something I thought Armati oh, Marty might Mart have done, but no, it was actually Christian Fuchs. Brilliant in midfield. I thought Albright, um, Albrighton was absolutely all over the place. Brilliant in, in the in, a, in, a, in, in a the right way. way, not all over the place no, in a bad way. In a good way, uh, took his goal well. A real. Well, very, f- very, very well. Very
0: that, well. That to be stood in the penalty area, facing the goal, knowing that you could just about score the goal that would put Leicester City into the last eight of the Champions League on your weaker foot, to control that and put that pinpoint into the bottom corner is unbelievable. Fantastic. Because Jamie Vardy didn't show that kind of composure with the line. I no. will get onto him. But, yeah. but that's,
1: quali- that's such great composure by Mark Albright. A, a classic Mark Albrighton display, I'd say. Yeah, an absolute. And then I thought drink water. Actually, to be honest. Didn't have the greatest first 20 25 minutes. I thought the game kind of passed him by because, mm. yes, they had a lot of ball and they were getting out wide, and it was our defenders who were doing a lot of work when it, it wasn't really his game for the first 25. He really grew into it and he was fantastic defensively late on, and um, also his, his, his engine, his fitness really showed towards the end. Oh, and and some as well. of the
0: length of sprints that Drinkwater oh, yeah. and Andy were undertaking you're talking 60, 70, 80 yards when they've just uh, done exactly the same to get forward they were the first
1: men back indeed he's playing against Steven Zonzi, who's a a, a fabulous player and i thought and indeed he was exceptional and i think late on especially he really did perform heroics his, he's his, heading
0: his hang time is unbelievable he, he can it?
1: he can jump the guy can jump and he stays he he, j- he jumps while the keeper's about to take his goal kick and just waits there he stays well this is going to be a terrible use of english he stays jumped he, how about that he for does him? stay jumped he yeah. stays jumps
0: i mean it doesn't I don't think it works grammatically, but it works in terms of what you're
1: trying to the image you're trying to create. Hang time for me is a bit too basketbally, so he I'm gonna like go a basketballer. He stays jumps. That's stays. gonna be that if you use that out there, you've got to use you've got to tell someone about Fox 8 podcast. We're gonna u- we're gonna own that. There you go. If you're down the pub talking
0: about the Champions League game, which you will be for weeks and weeks and weeks to come, I'm sure. And Didi stays jumped. Or Could if you It'll be 2017,
1: yeah. If you if you see some football on the TV and a, a real good header, he got up well and he hung up in yeah No, he didn't. He stayed jumped. Yeah, I will own that. You're welcome. You can have that. Mares was uh, slightly disappointing overall in, the, in in the match, but I think the the important thing for me because obviously you can see he's, he's not quite on his A game, but for me. When we really needed him to get back, he did, and there's a few important blocks. He got his foot in occasionally, but then towards the end, um, he did the sensible things. He ran with the ball, a couple of good layoffs to Vardy, who didn't finish them off. And as soon, also, as soon as Slimani comes on, a couple of balls in were very close to finding Slimani, yeah, who then would have had them an easy to chance. Play together a lot, oh yeah, you? definitely. When them two are on the field, there is a real link up. But uh, yeah, I'm not worried about Mares. The fact that we've got through. When he's not been on his game, when he is on his Shows game, we know what he can do. He's got do. more to bring to the party. I've, I've got no worries of Mares. I and still then,
0: think he was the worst player in a Leicester shirt last night.
1: I think he was the he was the nine amongst tens. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm not oh, saying yeah. that. I'm not saying that he was. But horrific. But when we needed him to to actually do the job. He he did it. Do you know what I mean? He delivered the ball for the free uh, for the goal from the free kick. He ran with the ball in the second half in an unselfish way. Um, he could have delivered a few balls better, but towards the end there was a couple w- which were only a foot away from producing the second goal, uh, the third goal, and then there were one or two passes which should have produced the third goal, but obviously it didn't because Vardy. Hurt, just didn't have his shooting boots on at all snatched it a few blazed over the top of the crossbar no, but he did everything else good didn't he apart from that he led the line extraordinarily well won a lot of headers a lot of his flick he kept the ball he was. a lot he was, he was the first again we've said this before first line of defence I, I think uh, taken away the chances that he blazed over the ball which I know he's a centre forward I know that's his job put that to one side he was exceptional yep. absolutely exceptional and I'll tell you who else was the bloke that was up there with him Okazaki Okazaki he he did very well for the second goal that control on his chest and turn I mean there's a couple of opportunities where he could have got a shot off beforehand but that was a great move he he did very well again he he did his job
0: he was better on the ball than he has been in recent weeks because sometimes he's quite guilty of getting it stuck under his feet or getting barged off it quite easy he was better in that respect didn't go over a lot no he didn't go down a lot and he gives you he gives you so much in that gap between the opposition's defence and midfield he sits 5 or 10 yards off of Vardy. If you don't have somebody in there, like when we brought him off against Manchester United, Pogba had 20, 30 yards of space to work with, whereas before he'd had Okazaki biting at his heels. People will say time and time again, Shinji Okazaki, international striker, needs to score more goals. When he does that job that he did last night, I don't care how many goals he scores.
1: Slomani came on. Ran his heart out. Yeah. Looked fit, looked sharp. Could have got a goal with the uh, a lash-ditch tackle on him. Uh, won a few headers, was sensible. And I thought it was a very sensible decision by uh, the manager, by Shakespeare, to bring off Okazaki and bring him on. He could have easily brought Armati on and said, look, and we're going to pack the midfield. If he does, if he does that... That means that we're shutting the game down. Yeah, it's, which It's a good move. It's a strong move. It's a, strong, a move. strong move. It's a positive move. And it's because we needed something up front just to hold the ball. Mm. Because what are they going to do? They're going to probably push one of their men forward. Again, they're down to 10 men. They're going to push one of their yeah. defenders forward. So or we, even, st-
0: we stayed two up top, which exactly. I think is a, is a really bold statement. Yeah,
1: you can't put your big man up front or you can't take him off and put a forward on because we've got two men up front. And I thought Slimani did very well as well. Mm. He looked shot. He got it. He got it. And it's the one thing that... he's got Champions League experience, hasn't he? No, but he understood that his role in that game, hold the ball up, run around like a blue arse fly, because you've seen the impacts in the last couple of games. How... Less the work, and one of the criticisms of him when we first bought him was that he didn't. He was that continental striker. Of course he is, and he wasn't used to the way that we play and the way that we just run around all over the place. And he's seen how Vardy has come off the field in the last few games, all over the place A because he throw of, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he did that, and I and I thought that, and that was really good to see. And Shakespeare and and style. The one thing I will say about Shakespeare is that um, when we scored the, I think it was the second goal um the first thing robert hooth did was come straight over to to him and they had a real conversation and it it was very calm and he was calm on the touchline compared to the opposition manager and again you you can just see the relationship he has with the players and um it all bodes well for the future it really it, it does it does if craig shakespeare can keep his head after they've scored a goal in in the
0: knockout stages of the champions league and it's only his third game as as a and well, its first game as a permanent manager ever. Whilst the crowd and everyone in the ground has lost their mind. Yeah, to to keep level-headed to make the decisions that we've talked about tactically in terms of the substitutions as well. I think shows the measure of the man that we've got in charge. At the exactly. Minute. People are doing
1: things that they didn't know they were. You know, Rob's using words that he didn't even know existed, and he's making his girlfriend cry because he's like swearing and no, swearing I up to them. I cried. She didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I really? cried at the end. Did you? Yeah, I had a, I had a little moment. Girl, I'm not mate. I was, I was just <laughs> taken away, just taken away in the moment. I was, I ain't kidding, unbelievably close. Yeah, to pissing myself right because I was dying. I really was dying, but I ain't going to leave the game because that's going to be a whole world of. Bother. Oh, I thought you were going to say unbelievably close to crying. No, not at all. Oh come on. Well, crying because I needed the loo really badly <laughs> for the last, and it, and it was weird because I didn't at all until the last like three minutes, and yeah. it was, it, I, I no, went, I went from fine to. All oh, Christ like literally, but also, and um, that you know, this is this is weird on the podcast, but you know where the toilets are. Mm. Okay, they're not there because they were blocked off, so you had to go all the way down the end of the stand. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I've never. Cope? How did I cope? I basically turned into Linford Christie. <laughs> Honestly, it was ridiculous, but it was only for the last three minutes. I don't know where. It, well, I know where it came from, but like, it was just ridiculous. Even your bladder was feeling the pressure. Yeah, exactly. It was almost like the, the bladder went. We've had a minute of injury time. You know, we've we all enjoyed the game, but just you know, sort me out, <laughs> please, <laughs> please.
0: Right now, we've discussed your bladder and your toilet habits. Why don't we have a look at who's left in the Champions League still?
1: Okay. Real, Ma-
0: Real Madrid. Yes. Barcelona. Yes. Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, that good. Yeah. Bayern Munich. Who? Yeah. Juventus. Mm-hmm. Leicester City. Nah, <laughs> you liar. Yeah. Mm. And then Man City or Monaco
1: and Atletico or Bayer Leverkusen. Right, so... Um, that's, that's quite a good company to be in. I want you to say yes. Yeah, go on him no or definitely not all right real madrid yes what was that yes definitely <laughs> oh all oh, right it's weird um yes that definitely yeah yes um bayern munich yep yep definitely that's a a a big one Brucia dortmund yep yep for me Brucia dortmund fantastic barcelona yep yep definitely uh juventus yep I'd say yes. I'd take Juventus. Um, let's go buy Leverkusen. Nah, not really. I'll go for, yeah. Mm, Why not? Not bothered. No, I, the away day, but um, possibly beat them. Um, Atletico Madrid. So Somebody said this on the radio, on
0: the phone, in when I was driving home last night. Well, I wasn't driving, obviously, because I don't do the whole drink and drive thing. Stay safe and all that. That uh, it would be a bit of revenge for
1: our last European venture. Could well be. But uh, but Atletico? Yeah. I would... Yeah, for me it was a... Yeah. Not, yeah. not quite a fool, yes, but, you know, yeah. Um, Manchester City? No. I am... Absolutely not. I am... Why would you want to play them in the Champions League? No, no, no. I, I'm wavering between no and no. Mainly because, to be honest, if you're if Man City win tonight, and you know when we're recording it because they're, obviously they're playing later, um, if they go through... I guarantee their representatives do not want to play us. There will be a few teams that don't want to play us. Well, but Buffon said that. They don't want I to think players. it's a good line, though. I think a lot of them know that they can beat us. But um, I, th- I generally think Man City. They don't. They no, don't. Nobody's going
0: to play gonna fancy coming to the King Tower.
1: Oh no, they won't. But it, honestly, if you're Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, you know, the these sort of teams, if you get Leicester, you go. Okay, f- fair play. Generally, out of those other teams that are playing. If you're them, you would want to play us. Now, I'm not saying that we, you know, we've got no chance at all. But that from there, yeah, I, I think it was would. a nice line by an experienced player. But he's, but
0: he's also he's also right in the line that he said. He said that we'd have everything to lose, yes. which is true because they would be pretty much 100 percent the favourites for
1: that game. Man City don't want to play us at all, and I don't think we really want to play them because they know that we can beat them. And the last one is Monaco. Not bothered, really. Uh, to be honest, the way that Monaco play suits us down to the ground. Uh, not saying that we, you know, we, we'll, we'll thrash we'll beat them. That, but, um, good away day. Would be a nice away day. A bit a bit a a pricey away a day, a though. Pricey, <laughs> yep. Get saving. Whose round is it? <laughs> not mine. Not mine. Where's the casino? Um, yeah, so there's the uh, there's the draw. Um, okay, then. So the draw is on Friday at 11 o'clock um, UK time, because there's plenty of people who listen to this around the world. Hello to everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Um, and uh, so the draw we were made then, there's no seeds, so it's just a straight draw. Uh, if you had to play one team, who would you want to play? Me personally. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, they're not in it.
0: Real Madrid. You want to go Real Madrid only because we played Barcelona in the summer. I know it was a friendly, but I just want something different because the chances are we're not going to be in this position again for a long time.
1: For me, my number one pick is Bayern. Yeah, uh, that's my,
0: who I was weighing up.
1: My number two is Rail. Yeah, um, for so. that for that reason alone. Now, don't get me wrong. I imagine going to Brucia Dortmund. And seeing, you know, the the yellow wall uh, and away day in Italy. Oh, it's, 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 it's fantastic. What a great draw. Let's be honest, anything but Manchester would be yeah, great. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been to Manchester the other week. Uh, I only liked it because my mates are there. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I've been, to, I've been to Man City times before. I mean, it's... Yeah, we're on our away day in Europe. Um, anyway, game on Saturday, oh, apparently. Have we got to? That's back to the league. Um, <laughs> we could lose that, you know. Exactly. We, we could really be in a relegation could. zone. <laughs> no, but we really could have a bit of a come down. We could do. But then again, I was thinking this during the game as well. What happens if we lose this game against Sevilla? Imagine the, the team going into the game against West Ham. Now, for me, uh, well, Rob, do you think there's going to be any changes to the starting lineup? That's a great question. I wasn't prepared for that.
0: Do I think there will be? Yes. I think there will be as yes, well. Yes, I think I, so. I think will play. Put, yeah, those players have put a lot into it. It's, it'd be harsh on Okazaki because he's going to be the man that's not going to start. But mm. I,
1: I, I can see them playing I start, and, yeah. um I, I can see there may be one or two changes purely for the fact that they've... I know they've had that break, but the effort that they put in yeah. and the emotion and everything... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it saps a lot out of you mentally... It was draining as well, wasn't it? For us, let alone for them. And also, you've got to play the opponent. Now, when we play at home, we can play our team, the team that's played for the last three games, right? That's our our performance. But when we go away, I think you might need to just slightly change it, which I know we didn't do last season, but again... Would would you bring Gray in? it It depends. I wouldn't play him just for the fact that we can play him instead of someone else. If he's needed because of injury... Or um, lack of fitness because they're still tired from the game, then yeah, obviously. But no, I I would the only change I would make would be Slimani because I think uh, we need a bit of presence up front away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, that would be the only change. It's going to be interesting though, against West Ham. They're a very strange team. Get an early goal and they can fold. But uh,
0: they don't like playing there either, do they? They're, no, they at the don't. The London Stadium.
1: And it's going to be interesting to see Leicester because obviously three games out of three they've won. And uh, how are they going to Can we
0: sustain this till the end of the season? That's the question. But we we, we sustained this level for nigh on 38 games last season. So there's absolutely no reason why we can't sustain it for the next 10 or 12.
1: They should be full of confidence. They should be full of confidence. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, How do you think it's going to pan out? Prediction time.
0: Uh, I think we'll concede... I think it'll
1: be a tough game. I think it'll probably be one-one. I just, I was going to say one-one. Generally, I thought a draw. Maybe we might even nick it later. I, I think actually, some of these players on the bench they'll be looking and they'll be uh, really chomping at the bit to get on the field. I can see a Slamani goal this weekend. I really can. Yeah. Not just for the fact that he's a Madrid team, but um, and uh, and I can't take him out. But uh, it's I can see a big performance by. Uh, The big man up top. But uh, that's on Saturday, obviously the day before, 11 o'clock in the morning, the draw for the Champions League Leicester in the last eight of the best club competition in Europe. Now, plenty of people get in contact with the podcast on Facebook and also on Twitter. Uh, Plenty of people, including uh, Hazit Patel, says, uh, had to blink several times to be in this uh, illustrious company, send a picture of all the teams that we can play um, Shakespeare may have been better known for his plays but last night party is one we'll remember and recount forever nice little line there uh, lots of other people getting in contact as well oh yeah the, the criticism that I asked for last week um, some people said go on we got we got some criticism oh no uh, one criticism was can you do them more often oh which I blamed you for
0: yeah it's normally my it fault is, it is actually normally your fault but um, uh, sorry another, another sorry, one sorry folks
1: uh, on your last pod, you asked for criticism, and I've only got one thing, the club crest on your logo is out of date. That's you. That's me. So that's <laughs> <Yes>. one each. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Samuel Cook, so cheers Sam, thanks for that, that uh, gives me a job to do later. Uh, Luke Dawson just said, what an unbelievable night, in response to, uh, what a great game obviously, and I said, you know, just tell me your thoughts, and I just went, on the old uh,
0: Yeah, that's um, what you texted me as well. Did I, did I really? Oh, no, I sent you... that to quite a few people. Oh, you
1: replied to my Facebook Status. Oh, we've just random letters. Yeah, did that a few times. Uh, and a lot of other people got in contact uh, saying, uh, Oh, Packer Ken, we're all about people abroad. Hello, Packer Ken. Two what, years ago. What a club he chose, by yeah, the way. Well done. Uh, two years ago, if someone told me Leicester would be Premier League champions and uh, Champion League quarter finalist, I would have asked them to share what they were smoking. I think actually, on the same day that we played uh, the other day against Seville, we beat Millwall 1 0 um, about eight years ago in the league, something along them lines. Uh, How far
0: we've come after losing
1: one nil to Millwall. Yeah, David Blackmore said, uh, or oh, David Blakemore, sorry, he said uh, I think he was working at the uh, fan zone and says um, working there this afternoon it was a good lap. So that was nice because uh, I mentioned that it seemed to be uh, a well organised event and a well managed yeah, really event did. And, yeah. and a great. Obviously, you were there as well. Mm. Um, although you, everything was double by the sounds of it, what one too it? many.
0: No, I didn't have too many at all. Mm-hmm. I managed to get out for a family
1: dinner before the kickoff. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, and plenty of other people getting in contact with the podcast. Now, you can do it in many ways. Now, uh, obviously, on Twitter, it's very good. At Pod uh, is the best way. On Facebook, go over to Facebook. Just type in for Fox 8 podcast and we do have a group on there, and you can see all the episodes, and you can click like, and you can follow, and you can see what people are, are writing, and make comments, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you do that. Uh, the one thing, YouTube. You go on YouTube, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I go on YouTube. Um, Now, every single episode of Fox 8 from about episode 10, it's not actually every single one, but from about 10 onwards, is on YouTube. Now, that includes the last episode. This episode will be uploaded around about a day after it gets released. Uh, Make sure you go over to YouTube, and again, just click subscribe, and it means that when we do, when we drop a new one, when we drop, that's what they. When we drop a, a track, you mean? You mean
0: when you can tie me down on my busy schedule? Yeah, and and we record one as per
1: the listeners' request. Don't, don't talk about busy schedules. Yeah, we're bo- <laughs> we're both doing all right, aren't we? I, I am severely just running on caffeine at the moment, but uh, that's what Cheltenham Festival does to you. Um, ask me about a race, any race. I've got them all covered. No, but, um, no, don't. I've got please, time. Please don't. I've spoke enough about it for the last um, two days. Anyway. Um, Yes, yeah, so go over to YouTube, click subscribe, and it means that when we drop a new track, as the kids say, then uh, you will get it straight to you. So go over to YouTube, do that, and you can also email us as well. Email is for fox eight podcast at gmail dot com. Now, obviously, we uh, have now the new recording. Availability at the uh, at the stadium Like you heard the ramblings from me earlier mm-hmm. And we were trying to do that So again if you want anything uh, on the podcast And you want any insight About what we do behind the scenes at the King Power Or anything at all shouted Any questions Do you want to, any questions answered Not just about the team now And about where they're going But uh, maybe about uh, in history Who's your favourite player well, what's your favourite game, how did you get into the, the podcast, how did you get into football, all that sort of thing. Whatever you want to know or any questions about absolutely anything, what's your favourite pie, all that sort of thing. Just send them through it's in many important. different ways. Well, I, I did have a pie. I sat next to, uh, because we were all crunched up in the thing, there was this um, uh, Chinese uh, press gang next to me, like sit right next to you. And uh, he did not enjoy the fact that I ate the pie in about three seconds because the teams were coming out for the second half. Inhaled it. I did inhale the pie, and he basically stared at me for about five minutes and just like, "What is this mess?" Um, <laughs> never mind. And then of course, I'm, I pushed him out of the way to go to the loo later on. So like, yeah. Anyway, Champions
0: League <laughs> draw on Friday. Diplomatic
1: relations have gone. West Ham on Saturday. South.
0: Uh, and then we will record another podcast when we know who we face in the Champions League quarter final.